the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be born. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have a ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. In the midst of the Word of God, there's a whole lot of opportunities. Opportunities to receive the results that God wants to manifest in our lives. God extends to us through His Word. Opportunities to have everything that His Word says we can have. And Opportunities to eliminate from our lives the things that God's Word says shouldn't be operating in our lives. But none of these opportunities will become actualities if we don't respond properly to the Word that God gives to you and me. That's why it's so important for us, brothers and sisters, to respond properly to God's Word when He extends it to me and you so that God can actually do in our lives everything His Word shows us that God can do for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We're talking about a sin nature. Sin consciousness, not nature. Sin consciousness and how it gets you in the way of what God has in store for you. And if you're constantly thinking about what you're doing wrong, and if you're constantly thinking about the wrong that's occurring, you'll never step into the things that God has in store for you. Because, see, the Word of God gives you a can-do, and that's what he wants meditated in your mouth and speaking about what you can do, what God has opened the door for you to do, what he wants you to do, and speak about that, and then that's what's going to help get you through. So those two things changed, praise God. Changed uh, the people that he was talking to. He was talking to a new breed of people, and they had a new head, a new way of thinking, because Joshua was the new head now instead of Moses. Moses was, got frustrated and bothered all the time by the circumstances and situation around him, but Joshua didn't have that problem. Joshua was uh, the new head who meant Jehovah is salvation. So because he constantly kept in mind that God is his salvation, then he would move forward and do what it is that God told him to do. Now, God told them to get up and get the land, go get the land. But notice he didn't address the thing that existed before and still existed now. He didn't talk about the people that was in the land. All he wanted you to know is ain't no man going to be able to stand before you any of the days of your life. He didn't talk about whether or not what happened before. All the Lord addressed was that I'm with you right now. And when that's an important point to get on is because God's, if God didn't address it with them, trust me, he ain't going to address it with you. All he's going to talk to you about is the fact that I'm with you. This is what I want you to do. Now go do what I tell you to do. Somebody ask me why? Why? Because none of the other stuff is relevant in relationship to whether or not you get what God has in store for you. Only thing that matters is whether or not you know what God wants from of you or wants to give you and do for you, whether or not you know he's with you 
and whether or not you know to just be strong and of a good courage and go get what he tells you to do. That other stuff is irrelevant. And so because of that, he doesn't even bring it up nor address it. He doesn't talk about how many, whether or not the people were still in the land, how many people was in the land, all that other kind of stuff, how big they are. No, 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 because all, that, all that's irrelevant. See, the things that existed weren't and still aren't relevant. They only matter if you let them matter. These things will only matter if you let them matter. If they become an influence in your life that helps you with your decision-making process, then it becomes problematic. But even that can be solved by just meditating on what God has to say, constantly reminding yourself of what God has to say, and being locked in on the fact that God's with me and I can be able to make it through into what God has in store for me. Tells you that God ain't going to address those frailties and concerns because the only thing he's going to address is I'm with you. I won't fail thee or forsake thee and for you to be strong and of a good courage. But for real, come on, let's go. Let's, let's, let's be for real for a second. God was teaching them, don't be afraid. Somebody asked me why. why? Because they could be afraid. Now we, 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 we spiritual folk and we know all the right things to say. We know how to say, there's no reason to fear. Underdog is here. Praise God. No, there's no reason to fear. <laughs> we, we, we know how to, you know, talk. We know how to talk to talk. Come on. We know how to talk to talk. We know how to just lay it out there in such a way. Everybody around us is all edified. Everybody around us is all fired up. But we still punking out. Come on now. We know how to talk to talk. We know how to present things right. But on the inside, we know we still got fear. Because think about it. These folk were about to go into a land they had never been before. They're about to step into territory they had never stepped in before. They're about to do things, accomplish things they had never done or accomplished before. They're about to step outside of what limited comfort zone they had in the wilderness and step into a whole new world that I heard is going to be good, but I still ain't seen it for myself. I'm taking everybody else's word for it, but I ain't seen it. And that'll cause you to fear. Anytime you step into anything that you don't know about with certainty, it can cause you to fear. Anytime you step into a world to do something different than you'd ever done before, fear has opportunity to manifest. If it don't, something wrong with you. Because if you about to step into something you ain't never done before, ain't never seen before, you ain't, never, you ain't been there, you don't know nothing. Come on now. And you leaving places that you know where everything is, know where the barbecue place is, know where the shrimp place is, know where to get some good Chinese food. Come on up in here. You know, you know exactly where to go pick up your stuff, just the stuff you like, and then you move to a whole new city and you don't even know where the heck the gas station is. Something ought to, something anticipation at the very least should rise. Something should happen. And God's about to send y'all off into a world that you ain't never been before. Many of you about to step out of a hundred air and step to millionaire. But that's a world you ain't never been in before. And we talk all that yes, amen stuff. But then we get ready to move into it. Folks be like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute, slow down, slow down. But remember, he said right there, he says, if you draw back, my soul has no pleasure in you. It's just a natural thing to pull back. It's a reasonable thing to pull back. I mean, you, you go through scripture. You know, Jesus will walk up to the different people before they became disciples. I'm not talking about after they became disciples. I'm talking about before they became disciples. And he'd walk up to them. The Bible would say, put it this way. Now, we know more what happened than just this. But this is what was recorded. Jesus would say, follow me. 
and then he take off. Now, hold up, hold up. Now, <laughs> we read the Bible all fast. What do you mean, follow me? Where you going, man? <laughs> what, 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 what are we going to do? What? what where are we going to live? What are we going to eat? I got a family, man. I got, what are we going to do? See, these are legitimate questions. I mean, come on now. And then even if you do have your little going away party and they throw your little going away party at the, at the fisherman's cove and stuff like that and, 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 and you all ready to, ready to go, come on, something got to be going off on the inside of you like, dang, what are we going to do? Next bill come through and you remember you're no longer employed where you were employed. You're like, hold up, G. We didn't like talk about the um, payment, I mean, you know, the compensation plan. We ain't like, we ain't like talk about the compensation. Come on now. If nothing else, you lose your insurance. Come on now. And as many folk walk around this world now, they got, got, all, got all kind of weird diseases. And they just touch stuff and you get it. I ain't trying to make nobody nervous up in here, but something ought to go off. But Jesus told them, don't be afraid. I mean, God told them, don't be afraid. I'm going to be right there with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But see, you got to understand, in most people's mind, including theirs, God was this far off entity. He's like way out there someplace. He's like, come on now. Many of us, we still think like that. Like God way out someplace. God. We like look up. God. <laughs> Folk like turn around with you. Like looking up, trying to see what you're looking at. You're like, God. <laughs> oh, we close our eyes. We squinting our heart. God. Everyone knows how folk everybody close their eyes when they pray. I mean, when I first got born again, I was like, why they do that? I didn't, I didn't understand. I just asked people. I used to nudge them because I was like, that ain't subject, is it? Praise God. But folk close their eyes. And close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. What, what do you see? Nothing. Exactly. So the God that most folk are focusing on, there's nothing to give you any sense of reference of anything. And hold up. I don't know, maybe it's me. I'm going to send my whole family out here to do what you said, and you talking about I, that the just shall live by faith? What I got to work with? He said, just know I'm with you. Just know I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to give you a word which guarantees that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. And then he expects you to be in faith completely. He expects you to answer that with a shall. He don't expect you to say, well, okay, hold up. We'll see what happened. I'm going to go and do this, but hey, I'm going to just see. No, 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 because the Bible says you in sin. Because the Bible says anything that's not of faith is sin. He said, I expect you to meet minds with a shall. So even if he said, I'm going to be with you and I'll never forsake you or I'll never fail you, it's still in many of our minds coming from a far off God versus a personal God. One of the things that the Lord needs for all of us to do is to become more personal with him so that we can understand that this is not just some aloof, far off God that's talking, that this is somebody who loves you so dearly and who is connected with you in a way which, which is just wonderful. He's brought you into his family. And as a result of the love that he has for you, then it causes that phrase, I'll never fail thee nor forsake thee, to take on entirely different meanings. 
Come on now. Now, I'm a man with a family. Praise God. Blessed to have a beautiful family. And I'm also blessed to have a wonderful church family. Praise God. And y'all already know, those of you who are members here, you already know, I'll come through for you. Come through for you. Flat out. No questions asked. I'll come through for you. We'll handle it. We'll deal with stuff later. We'll come through first. We'll handle stuff later, you know, because I'm going to come through for you. No, no question. But at the same time, if you, you think I come through for you, if I find out my children need something, that's, an, that's like, for you, it's automatic. For them, it's past an automatic. That's like unthinkable. That's like nothing even to concern themselves with for a half a second. That's like, what? People know that when I'm in counseling, if the phone rings, I'll look at the caller ID. There's only a few people I'll, I'll answer the phone for. Most people, I'll keep talking. But if I see the boss's name, Amen. <laughs> I'll say, excuse me for a second. I got to get this. This is the boss's stuff. Yeah, Reverend Baby. You know? <laughs> and I'm going to find out what's up. Because one of the reasons why, I know she don't call for small talk. She doesn't call just to be like, what you doing? <laughs> she ain't calling with no what you doing. She ain't calling unless she wants something, you know. And, and my, one of my responsibilities in life is to make sure her stuff taken care of. And so if she called, I'm popping the split. Hey, excuse me. What's up, baby? I'm going to find out because I got to handle it. Are you listening to me? I, the second one is the bishop. Because you think she don't call for small talk. <laughs> <laughs> bishop don't call for small talk. Bishops call people to call you. He, tell them, call, tell them, call me. You don't, you tell them to call me. You'd be like, dang. So if his name is the one that's on the list, it's like, dang, this ain't no joke. So you're like, excuse me. You'd be in the middle of marrying somebody. You'd be like, take this person. Excuse me. Hold on. It was so bitch. It was. Bishop just don't be calling just to be calling. Are you listening to me? Next one is my children. Because they flat out don't call to call either. Praise God. And I can guarantee you if they call, they want something. <laughs> and it's usually got something to do with the pocket. Praise God. <laughs> but I won't fail them and I won't forsake them. I will not fail them and I will not forsake them. Because that's bone of my bone. They, they're birthed from me. Those are mines. And you got to understand that you're God's. You, you, you belong to him. You came from him. And see, the Old Testament, he said, I never fail thee nor forsake thee. In the New Testament, he comes from a whole higher plane of existence that it is impossible for him to not come through for you. It is impossible for him to not do what you need done. It ain't happening. It's like it's just not ha- It's like this is, a, this is a no-brainer. That's one of the reasons why he expects you to answer his shall with a shall because he shall come through for you. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Now he expects you to shall live by faith. So if this is the way I say conduct myself, conduct yourself, conduct yourself this way. If this is what I say direction to go and this is what I tell you to do, then do it. Don't ask no 56 zillion questions, but just do what he say do. Is this making sense? Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Paul tried to get this point across. In the, third chap- in the third chapter of Ephesians. Because God wants to do some great stuff for y'all. 
God wants to do some great stuff through y'all. That's one of the reasons why he's pausing this thing to be able to teach how to respond to his word because he's about to give you a word. And he wants you to respond correctly to it and not draw back from it. And definitely don't be paralyzed by fear. Why? Because the Lord God said he's near. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages without end. World without end. Amen. Now, 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 here right here, we get a chance to be able to find out that God is able. Church know that. God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We know God has the ability. We know God has the ability. In fact, in fact, if I was to do a little quick poll in the, in the house, asking whether or not God is able to do what he said he'll do, I, I bet you would come back 99.9% would say unquestionably God can do what he said he can do. There's no question whether he can do what he said he can do. But I bet you if I did that same poll and added this one question to it and say, but do you think he'll do it for you? Things would change. The number would drop. A lot of folk would fake and say yes. But on the inside, they don't have a definitive yes. They don't have a shell when it comes to that. See, God wants you to know, I want you to live by faith because I shall come through for you. And you need to know I shall come through for you. See, a lot, m- most believers know God will come through. But the question is, will he come through for you? This, is, this right here is where the problem occurs in most believers' lives. Because they know for that preacher over there, oh, yeah, God will come through. I understand that he healed him and he did that. He provided his need. And I understand all that. But then when they say, well, what about you? Be like, well, and then we start giving excuses. Well, yeah, you know, God, yeah, well, you know, you, well, you got to understand, you know, I need to straighten some things out. No, God's not going to do it because you straighten stuff out. God loves you. Can I teach you something? You'll never straighten things out enough for God to come through for you. God's into this thing called perfection, flawlessness. It's one of the reasons why he brought you into Jesus. So that when he looks at Jesus, he sees you. Because it ain't you. I'm teaching real good right now. That's why he brought you into the tree. That's why you became a part of the body of Christ. Why? Because when he sees Jesus, he sees you. And when he sees you, he sees Jesus. He doesn't see you as you. He sees you as Jesus. But we try to think that I need to straighten this out, do this right. I need to do this better. Oh, no, do those things better. Everybody else around you is going to be happy about it. Praise God. But yet at the same time, that's not going to cause God to do one more thing for you than he would have done anyway. Because he's not dealing with you based upon the sin that you think he's dealing with you based upon. Because he's already handled sin. He's already handled it. All the ordinances have been taken away on the cross. He ain't even dealing with you from that perspective no more. He's not dealing with you as you as though you were the sinner that you see yourself. He's dealing with you as a son who is his own son. He's seeing you as Jesus. He's not seeing you as you. And so since he's seeing you as Jesus, then nothing you do is going to make him come through for you any more than what you do. And can I talk to you? Nothing that you do wrong will cause him to come through less for you because we're operating by grace, not by works. It's by grace. We're living in what's called a dispensation of grace. God is doing what he does just because he loves you. God has already handled everything so that there's nothing in the way of him coming through for you. Satan's job is to get you to lose the confidence in the words that he shares with you so that you never receive what he has in store for you. But if you're grounded in the fact that God loves you, then you become stabilized in this. See, in order for 
He says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can even ask or think according to the power that works within us. Now, the the second part is the part that we focus on the most, and that's that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. But we missed this one word right in the front of that verse, and it's now, N-O-W, now. Now, a lot of people say, well, now means that faith is now. No, I ain't even what it's talking about. The word now means at this point in time as a result of the culmination of all that was before. At this point in time, as a result of the culmination of everything that was before. Well, what was before? Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. The rest of Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. The first three chapters of Ephesians tells you all of what it is that God did for you in order to bring you through and bring you to the point where he can do in your life what he wants to do. Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 teaches you all of what Jesus did for you and all of what God did for you to bring you to the point that he can be able to come through for you talks about how before the foundations of the earth that he already made a decision that you was going to be his. He already talks about it before the decision of the earth. There was already a covenant that was established that was going to make sure that you got put back in the beloved the way that you were supposed to be. He talks about all that it went through in order to be able to get that to be able to manifest in Ephesians 1 and 2. But included in Ephesians chapter 1 is um, verses 14 through round 20 and it's talking about you increasing in the knowledge of who God is. Because as you increase in the knowledge of who God is, you also increase in your faith. When you increase in the knowledge of who God is, you increase in the knowledge of your faith. See, most people try to increase their faith by knowing more about what God said he will do. No, you begin increasing in your faith by knowing more about God himself. Book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. Keep your finger here and then turn over there, please. Keep your finger here because we're coming right back. Or your marker if you got one of those expensive Bibles, that little ribbon. And then, and then, and then go over to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says there, it says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Because they that cometh unto him must first know that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. Not possible. It can't be done. Why is that? Because you'll never trust him the way he needs you to trust him so that he can come through. You'll never match his shall with a shall. Does this make sense? But notice it says, but they that cometh unto him must first know that he is. Very first thing you got to know when you come to God is who he is. And most believers don't know who he is because that's the very first step to increase your faith. Increase your knowledge of who God is. Because before you can trust what he says, you need to trust who's saying it. Before you can trust what he says, you need to trust who's saying it. Problem is, we're trying to trust what he said without trusting who's saying it. We don't know him well enough. And because we don't know him well enough, we're not really sure that he'll do what he said he'll do. But when you know who he really is, then you'll know that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, the part that comes right after that. Most of us are stuck on the rewarder of them that diligently seek him before we're stuck on the most important part, which is the knowledge of who he is. Knowledge of who he is increases your faith. But that's not enough. Because Paul continued to pray down in Ephesians chapter 3, around verse 14. He started praying another prayer, which will cause you to increase in the knowledge of his love for you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning the importance of responding to God's Word the right way. Especially since God tells us in the Word what He wants to do for us. Well, His Word also shows us that we have to respond to His Word properly. For those things that happen for us. So let's believe God's word is true and do what he tells us in his word that we ought to do. That is respond properly to the word that he shares with me and you. 
That way, God can do in our lives everything that he promises in his word that he'll do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it by. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And talking about coming through, I got just a thing for you ladies out there to do if you're in a visiting San Antonio this weekend. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are. By preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So ladies, if you're in San Antonio or surrounding areas this weekend, come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come be blessed at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.